Hello and welcome back to another episode of 30 Flirty and Surviving. It is Tracy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. You can catch new shows each week every Monday 9am, iHeart, Spotify, Apple and additional clips on YouTube. You can follow along with everything on Instagram at 30 Flirty Surviving and check out some TikTok stuff too. We post additional little clips from the show there as well. It's again 30 flirty surviving so plenty of places to catch me and if none of that works then hopefully I see you on the street someday but don't know what else to, to tell you but anyway I'm, I'm so glad you're here I have missed you guys the last couple of weeks and I hope you all enjoyed the last final stretch of your summer but now we are officially in fall gear my candles are out the leaves are kind of turning the pumpkins are everywhere and I could not be happier but as you ladies know in your 30s fall does not just mean pumpkin spice lattes it does not mean Halloween costumes it means we're in wedding season you've got your girlfriend's wedding your cousin's wedding your friends from college wedding now is the time it is very busy and along with weddings comes bridal showers and bachelorette parties so I have a very important guest here today to help save you and your event planning. I have with me here today, Olivia from Sips with Liv. It is a mobile or traveling bartending service. She can do any type of event that your heart desires. And it is a fully stocked experience with delicious cocktails and you are going to want to check out her Instagram page but let me do you all a favor and have her do the talking because (laughs) she can speak to it better than me. Olivia, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, Did Sips with Liv start because it rhymed or like kind of sounded better or do most people call you live i would say it's mixed it's definitely it rhymes better but it's a 50 50 split on people calling okay. me olivia or live yeah sips with live it kind of like rolls off the tongue it a little does. bit you know mm-hmm. yeah um well you look absolutely gorgeous Thank and you. honestly we first started talking about this so long ago so it's so nice to have it finally come into full effect i agree I want to get into the business and have you describe it, but I want them to get to know you a little bit better first. So let's do some fun questions to start. How old are you? I am 29. 29 and feeling fine. Oh, yeah. What is your zodiac sign? I'm a Leo. So you just turned 29. I did. I turned August 29. uh, Excuse me. 29 on August 21st. Oh. Mm -hmm. How was your golden birthday when you turned 21? Was that your best year yet? Absolutely not. I feel like every year (laughs) since then has been better. Oh. Like your early 20s, like they're fun. They're great, absolutely. But I feel like my later 20s have been so much better, so much more fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is... That's what we're we're all about yeah. here at Thirty Forty Surviving. <laughs> so I'm glad that you said that. But I I kind of felt like how special is it that you are in this business in this industry? It's mm-hmm. your golden birthday. You're 21, but I love that it keeps getting better with age, like a fine wine. Oh yeah. So tell me, where were you born and raised? So I grew up in Somerville, Mass. So right outside the city. Okay, very mm-hmm. cool. And you are where now? I live in Revere now. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Do you like it there? Do you come into the city a lot? Are you just a North Shore girl through and through? I'm definitely a North Shore girl through and through. I love Revere, but um, I actually just bought a house in Lynn. So, oh, congratulations. Yeah, so we're kind of waiting to move and do all that. So definitely North Shore, and I keep going further north. Yeah. Um, and I grew up in Somerville, but my, both my parents immigrated from Portugal. So that's a lot of my background, too. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So I consider myself, like, very Portuguese-American. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And now you're in Lin Lin, the city of sin, mm-hmm. girl. I'm going to have all these little sayings I today. love it, I yeah. Feeling fine, <laughs> You name it. It's just one of those days. What is your relationship status? I am married. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. How long have you been married for? I got married in April, so about five months ago. Holy smokes, cow, <laughs> shit, crap. That was so recent yes tell me about your experience how was it the best day ever the best day ever so i had a destination wedding i actually got married in the dominican republic oh my god yeah i am so jealous so it was amazing it was you know definitely a smaller wedding it was everything we wanted yeah even though it poured on our wedding yeah they say it's good luck who cares i mean the good luck would be nice before it rains on your wedding day (laughs) true but it shouldn't have to come to a wet knot is harder to untie Another saying. <laughs> We're full of them today. I love it. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, someone told me that on my wedding day, so it stuck with me. That is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you regret anything about having a smaller wedding? Do you? Did you do a big party when you came back? I want to know more because I think that the verdict's out 50-50. So I have no regrets about having a smaller wedding. And we didn't do a reception when we came back. We had cool. a huge engagement party. Fun. So we had maybe like 110 people at our engagement party. Holy shit. Yeah. You're popular. Yeah. People like us, I guess. <laughs> Good for you. We're party Good for people. You, girl. I mean, I can see why. Mm-hmm. And then my fun question for you is given the industry that you were in, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know are you more of a day drinker or a nighttime party girl? Nighttime party girl, 100%. Through and through, huh? I cannot hang during the day. Really? Like uh, it hits me at like three o'clock. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go home and go to sleep. Yeah. Then your day's over. Yeah. At least if you do it at night, you can be productive during the day. Yeah. And then also too, like get me out at night though. I can stay out till you way, can? way hours in the morning. Hell yeah. What's the latest you ever spent out? I night? don't want to give a time, but okay. like I wouldn't even say the sun was rising. Like the sun was up. Wow. Yeah. It's just... We're going to have to I think it's the industry. You work nights. You work late. Yeah, so. that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Well, you know what? You're you're exactly where you need to be. <laughs> but without any further hesitation, let's have you describe from your own words what exactly Sips with Live is. So Sips with Live is a mobile boutique bartending service. Um, so what we offer is basically anything you would need for any size event, five to 205 people. Everything minus the alcohol, you know, the host is responsible for the alcohol, but we supply the bar, the mixers, the cups. And then we also pride ourselves, in addition to just being like a body at your party, we are providing you like that boutique service. As I mentioned, we're creating cocktails, we're, you know, helping you create like that signature drink for your event and kind of fitting it seamlessly into the aesthetic of your event, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Very nice. Mm-hmm. We love anything curated, mm-hmm. you know, it yeah. just makes it that much more special. So what was your background prior to this? I've been bartending for about 10 plus years now. Okay. So bartending for a long time. Growing up, my family owned a restaurant, actually. What restaurant? So it was a Portuguese restaurant in Cambridge. So they had that for 20 plus years. Wow. 
Wow, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Yep. Good for them. So they opened that. I was one years old. So I kind of say I was like bred into hospitality. <laughs> you had no choice, girl. <laughs> no choice. You were um, locked in. I was. And so I could say I've been in it forever, but professionally bartending 10 years. Okay, fantastic. So at what point from being a bartender, mm-hmm. did you say, I'm ready for something of my own or want to create something new? So it was definitely during COVID when, you know, mm. you know, bars were shut down, restaurants weren't open. I mean, I was still able to work my full-time job, which I have, and then I didn't have my bar income. And then things started to open up slowly. People were having events at their house and they were hitting me up like, hey, I know you bartend. Can you do this for me? I did a few of those and I was like, I could definitely make a business out of this. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I was going to these parties and I was kind of relying on the host to tell me like what they wanted. And Mm -hmm. I was like, it could be so much easier if I could help them with this yeah, yeah. and take this off their hands because they're so busy with everything else. You know, it's so true. Mm -hmm. It's so true. So you you said you have a full-time job. I do. What do you do full-time? So full-time, I actually work for the Air Force. I'm a contracting officer. So I write and negotiate contracts for um, systems that we purchase. Who are you? I live a double life, I swear. (laughs) I mean, what? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I need to derail this conversation for (laughs) just a second because that is extremely impressive. Mm -hmm. So how did that start? Again, I was bartending, so I got uh-huh. to take a step back. I got my master's in public policy. Okay. So I always saw myself going into government work. And then I was just graduated grad school. I was bartending full time. And these people came in. They were my regulars. They were both retired Air Force. And they were like, hey, you have this background for this job. I interviewed for it. I actually didn't get it the first time. And I called them back. I was like, no, no, no. I need this job. <laughs> you have made a severe mistake, people. Yes. I was like, actually, um, I don't accept you not giving me this job. So we're going to go through this again. Well, doing what the nature of what you do in contracts, mm-hmm. they probably were like, hell yeah. This She's negotiating for her position. <laughs> yeah, I want that girl. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So very like serendipitous that it kind of just fell into your lap like that. But I want to sincerely commend you because I think that there is this stereotype of oh you're just a bartender and that's all you do and I and it doesn't get showcased enough that so many people who are bartending a you make a damn solid living bartending Mm -hmm. but b a lot of them are doing it nights or on the weekends because they're in school or because they're working towards a goal it doesn't mean that they didn't go to college because they're not because they're bartending you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it doesn't mean that they can't get a different job if they wanted to so i love that you are so well educated you are so established Mm -hmm. you have the brains you have the beauty you have the business snack Mm -hmm. i mean very very impressive and it's not talked about enough it's not appreciated enough Mm -hmm. and so you should definitely give yourself a nice pat on the back thank you i really appreciate that well deserved appreciate your bartenders you never know who you're meeting exactly Mm -hmm. exactly that's the thing stop tipping them one dollar and stop being a little cheapskate you you have no idea who you're dealing with and don't be little people just because they're your bartender they're not a slave Exactly. Because they'll get cut off real quick. <laughs> I like that. She holds the power, motherfucker. Okay? I do. Don't piss her off. Don't piss her off. And it is true. I was always taught you, te- the, you teach the janitor with the same amount of respect as you teach the CEO. And there's nothing little about it. Mm-hmm. You're providing a service. Absolutely. And money's green. <laughs> 
Money is fucking green, baby. Doesn't matter what job you do, the money's all green. I love it. And it's it's hard work. Long mm-hmm. nights, on your feet. It's tiring physically and mentally. Which is another reason why I started um, Sips with Liv. Granted, it's still a lot of work, but it isn't those nights until two in the morning. It isn't yeah. rolling, um, dealing with you know hundreds and hundreds of people a night like you do at a busy bar. I was able to continue bartending, but still do it on like my own terms and kind of scale back you know, for my you know, aging body. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go home and ice anymore. Well, the issue is I was staying out till the sun comes up. So yeah. it's hard to work the next day. <laughs> yes, but you really made a situation like COVID. I mean, you turned lemons into lemonade. You mm. figured out how you could take something that you're very talented in, something that you enjoy doing and make a business or an income, mm-hmm. a, a, a living for yourself that is enormously successful. How did you develop the actual concept though? Like the branding and what you're gonna provide. I mean, you're talking about, you know, help me help you for these mm-hmm. for these people that maybe were a little bit unsure of what to do. Mm-hmm. How did you streamline, okay, this is exactly what needs to happen? So it was definitely a trial error process. So it came from doing a couple of these events. The first one, I just showed up, me as a body. And I'm like, okay, but would you have cups? Did you get ice? Did you get lemons and limes? They were like, oh yeah, I think that's somewhere. So then I was taking all these mental notes of like things that were going wrong mm-hmm. at events before I started my business. And then when I started my business, I know I really think of it from the second I get there to the second I close up, like, what do people ask for? Yeah. You know, I've been serving people behind the bar long enough to know, like, they're going to want cranberry juice. They're going to want limes. They're going to want soda waters and and helping hosts think of those things when they don't necessarily think of it themselves. Exactly. Because they're thinking of a thousand other things. Right, right. You know, that's why and that's really what customer service is all about, or mm-hmm. you know, providing any services, anticipating their needs. Absolutely. And so you come stocked and ready for them. Mm-hmm. So when it comes up, maybe even an hour or two in the event, and they didn't even think of it at first, it wasn't even an issue, all of a sudden, oh crap, you know, I wish he had this. I got you. Yeah. You're pre- you're prepared. Mm-hmm. What exactly does the process look like? Like I'm interested in using your services. How do I reach out to you, number one? So the best ways to reach out to me are Instagram and email. Okay. Or, I mean, shoot me an email, ask for my phone number. Honestly, give me a call. That's probably like the easiest way. Yeah, yeah. But so as soon as you start thinking about your event and you want bar service, reach out to me. Um, I do typically book out like six weeks ahead of time. Okay. Um, Depending on the size of the event. Like if you're having something smaller, I can pop in and- yeah, it. but um, then I work with the client and I'm typically asking like, what is your vision for the event? Mm-hmm. Do you want just like two specialty cocktails and then that's it? Or do you want people to come up and ask for any drink and be able to get it? Because mm-hmm. every event's different. Like you do a baby shower and the bar service for a baby shower is very different right. than, you know, a New Year's party. Yes. Um, so basically getting Definitely. their concept, their theme, their aesthetic, working with them about what they like to have and creating that cocktail. And so that's sort of like the the pre stuff. I also help people like I can't transport alcohol with my license, but what I can do is I arrange like deliveries for people. I help them with like what how oh. many yeah liquor deliveries. Um, also like how much they should get. That's a huge thing for people is. I mean, even just having brunch with my girlfriends, I'm like, do I get three bottles of champagne? Should we get five bottles mm-hmm. of champagne? I don't even know how to gauge for a intimate group of people. How do you figure out 
what to do for 30 people. So it's, you, I literally have it down to like a mathematical thing. Wow. So I'm like, okay, so you know, you have your normal bottle of tequila, so there's about 20 drinks, you're having X amount of people. That, are they big drinkers? Are they light drinkers? Yeah. Those are questions that you ask. And um, I typically like, I'm, I'm pretty good at gauging yeah. how much we should have always. I've never ran out of anything, so. <laughs> And then- Knock on wood, girlfriend. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I watched like next week. I'm gonna be like, no, we ran out of Casamigos. <laughs> Someone's just gonna drink you dry. To I hope they do. Someone's gonna hear this episode and they're just gonna drink you for all you have Come left. Come at me, let's go. I'll help you get there. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so they are, they're responsible for the alcohol. And I think that actually works out best because- and then if there's leftovers, it's theirs to keep. You know, if you are making sure that mm -hmm. you never run out of anything, if there is an extra bottle, it's theirs to keep. And that's something like nice for them to have too. You're handling all the setup, the cleanup, the operation itself. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to worry about a damn thing. They don't have to worry about a damn thing. Like, cause there's nothing worse than when you're hosting a party or you're having your girlfriends over yeah. and it's like, hey, can I grab anything? Can I get you a drink? Can, are you, oh, I see you're low. And then you're like picking up dirty cups. Like yeah. you just want to be able to enjoy your party. You did so much work beforehand, you know, setting up with a caterer, yeah. ordering everything else that goes along with it. Like now you can just enjoy it and let the bartender serve the drinks. Yeah. So I say to you, Say it's a baby shower, you know, we're going to do mimosas and Bloody Marys, like mm -hmm. keeping it really simple. So based on what type of beverages I'm planning on serving, then you know, okay, well, I need to get a tall glass and then a flute mm -hmm. and I need to have this, this and this outside of just the glasses themselves like cocktail napkins. I'm assuming the fruit you mentioned. I bring the fruit. I bring the mixers. cocktail napkins, cocktail straws, the mixers. Also to anything like that looks nice on top of the bar. So you don't want like- Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Like you're talking about customizing to their event and their theme. Mm -hmm. Is there little decorations or things? Oh yeah, that? every event comes with a signature cocktail sign. Oh my of course. God, I've discovered Canva's changed my life. <laughs> Canva's key. Yeah. Canva so is key. that that's always included in all the packages. You get a framed cocktail sign. I typically put like a nice little, you know, flowers, some candles, and then mm -hmm. also to like the jars that everything's stored in. So like the juices, for instance, in the mixers aren't gonna be just like in their plastic bottles. Right. On top right. of the bar. They're gonna be nice with pours. Um, I bring the ice, which is also huge. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. That is huge because yeah. you never have enough room in your freezer to have enough ice mm -hmm. for the party. And then once you use it all, it takes forever for the ice to make another batch. But then there's also very limited places to store big gallon bags of mm -hmm. ice too. So you just coming with Coolers it, ready with to the go, ice, ready to little go. scoop. Everything, scoops, shakers. And you're not just sitting at the bar crafting cocktails. You're going around and helping, you said like, Get, Usually, yeah, like if glass I, if as long as to. the bar is not slammed and I'm standing around, mm -hmm. like everyone's good with their drinks. So yeah, I'm going to walk around. I'm going to clean some cups. I'm yeah. Gonna, so how busy. many people do you have working for you? Right now I have four people working for me total. And typically do you go solo dolo on an event or what's like the number of guests per staff ratio? I usually gauge one bartender for every 75 people. Like that's my ratio. Mm -hmm. And also too, it really depends, but it's all- I didn't even bartend for seven people. <laughs> but it also really depends on like what the client wants. Cause I've yeah. had people that's only, you know, 50 guests, but they want specifically two separate bars and they want two bartenders. So that's another thing that we talk about mm -hmm. too, is have they thought about their setup or do they just want me to bring 
a bar with one bartender for the amount of people. Yeah, because if the space is big enough, it might be nice to have one on either side of the room or just, Mm -hmm. you know, to break up a line Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. So talk me through event day. Say my event starts at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. When do you arrive? I get there typically an hour to an hour and a half before. Hour to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And if it's if you're the only bartender, you'll be the only person to set up. I'll be the only person to set up. Yes. Okay, so you wouldn't have an extra crew come in, crew member like come in just for the setup piece. Nope, usually not. I typically do it all myself. Okay, mm-hmm. and what do you need from the host on day of other than giving you the alcohol that they purchased or that was delivered? So other than giving me the alcohol they purchased, I really wish that they will hope that they chill anything that's supposed to be cold. <laughs> Cause that happens yes. all the time. You get to an event and they give you like, you know, 10 cases of beer and they're like, none of it's cold. And you're like, Oh, okay. Well, I only got here an hour before, but yeah, we'll, we'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so because unfortunately you being the one serving it, you're like, I don't want this to look like, like I'm giving them a hot beer. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's mean people. <laughs> Put your beer in the gosh darn fridge. Yeah, chill your Prosecco's. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. And the glassware, is it glass, plastic, Again, that, that is all um, what the, the host wants. What the host wants. So okay. oftentimes, like it's usually like a nice, nicer plastic. I I found some really good like sources to get some really nice like stemless wine glasses, okay. cocktail glasses. A lot of the time, it is plastic. It's just so much easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I have rented glassware and done that for people. And again, okay. it's all dependent on what people want because that's depending. what we do. I know. Sips with live. Like I can't even make blanket statements about events because everything is so unique. Everything is set up to like what the client wants, what the host wants. So how do you find these resources to be, I mean, someone's bound to throw you something new every other time, Mm -hmm. right? Where are you going to, to get them the answers or the supplies that they need? So, I mean, like I mentioned, I've been doing this for a long time, not just my own business, but bartending. So you, you learn resources, you learn yeah. how to get stuff. Also too, I've reached out to plenty of people. You know, I've mm-hmm. if I know a catering company, I'm gonna reach out to them and be like, hey, do you have someone that's like really good with glass rentals? Yeah. And reach out to them, like leverage your resources, leverage the people you know, because you can't be expected to know everything or know where to get everything. Amen. Especially in the beginning, half the time you don't know what you're doing. Amen. <laughs> and so an hour to an hour and a half before, what's breakdown? Breakdown typically takes about 30 minutes. Okay, so mm-hmm. breakdown's mm-hmm. quick. Okay. And what is the typical window of time that you are available for? So I typically start with four hour blocks, which so doesn't include that hour setup. So basically, okay. so four hours of like event service time. Okay. If I was having a six hour event or an eight hour event, do you accommodate that I do. or no? Okay. Yes. So it's just minimum four hours. Usually, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. What types? I mean, I'm saying bridal, I'm saying baby shower because I think that that's what seems to be most common in, in my life. I'm sure mm-hmm. a birthday. What other types of events have you serviced? I've done weddings. Okay. So weddings kind of like on the same topic. A lot of birthday parties. I've done just private dinner parties. Like I've done hmm. a private dinner party. There was a private chef, me, and then five guests. And I just like made the drinks for them. Super intimate, super That's cool. So chic. Very chic. I've done people post COVID had like put off so many parties. And it was at the point where like, we don't even have a reason to have this party. We just put like 
a deposit on a band. So we're just having, we're just having a party because we were supposed to have this two years ago. And you know, I'm gonna regret <laughs> saying this, but those days were so wacky. I kind of so, miss them. Kind of, yeah. Just like a little bit. Kind of. Everyone's yeah. going slightly crazy. Slightly crazy, and then you're finally released back into the wild, and you're like, "What the hell yeah. am I doing out here?" <laughs> right? You just forget exactly what to do, anything to do. Really, that party specifically was a banger. Oh, I, I bet. I bet. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> What are you wearing to these events? Yeah, I want to know. Is that if you tell me it's whatever the customer wants? No, okay. it's not. It's not. Um, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> Always all black. All black. So if I know it's going to be like poolside, I'll dress like, which a lot of them are, especially over the summer. Mm-hmm. I'll dress a little bit more casual, but it's typically always, you know, some sort of black pant or like a black longer dress, blazer, and then always heels. Always black booties. I think Why? that's just like my training. I bartend for years in heels. We had to wear heels. And um, huh. now I just feel like a little kid behind the bar in flat shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> like five foot me. I'm just like bopping behind the bar. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, can you see me over yeah. this bar? Anyone need a drink? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I want to dive into the, the custom, your signature cocktails mm-hmm. for each event. How do you get to the perfect one? Do you ask the guests, you know, what flavors do you like? Mm-hmm. So if someone likes sweet versus a sour versus bubbles, mm-hmm. you know, they you figure out what they're into and then you give them options or you say, all right, I got this. And it's kind of a surprise. I always give them options. Okay. Always. So typically when I start building, you know, the quote and the pricing, we start in that initial consultation. I always respond with at least three to four options for people to pick from. Um, sometimes I pick all three, four. Sometimes they just go with one. A lot of times people know exactly what they want. Really? Like I will have, you know, a bride call me and it's her bridal shower. And she's like, I want espresso martinis. It's my bridal shower. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, absolutely. Yeah. Or like I love mojitos and I want to have mojitos on my party. And you're like, absolutely. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had some funky requests? Like, are there any drinks that people have requested where you find repulsive? Honestly, no. I, there really isn't. Um, I think just because I've been making drinks for so long yeah. that I, when you're at a full-scale bar, sometimes people ask for things or they ask specific liquors. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, like, that's kind of gross, but yeah. But when you're at like an, an event bar and you're like, no, I only have Tito's, Cosmigos, this, right, that. Right, right, yeah. Um, I've had people like randomly come up and be like, can I get a dirty gin martini? And I'm like, mm. it's kind of random. Like everyone's having vodka sodas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been the craziest request that you can remember? Besides the, besides the gin, dirty martini. I'm thinking like, total picture event wise, like not just the cocktail itself, but was it a theme that you had to meet or was it such a large group of people that it was overwhelming? Anything Mm -hmm. really wild. So I will say did have one event where the woman was just, she wanted to have a handle on everything. She was very um, managing of every single step along the way. And mm. she would like come behind the bar and like tell me how to set things That's up. That's tough. And, and I asked her at one point, I'm like, were you ever like a bartender? She's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. She's just helicopter. <laughs> She's like super helicopter. You could tell she was super anxious though. 
eventually I was able to distract her. Like I felt bad for the band, but I was like, what, what's the band playing? And then she went through like the band's entire set list and told them like what to play for songs. So I was like, okay, it's not just me. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people are very... I get it. It's their event. They want it to be done a certain way, mm-hmm. but they hired you for a reason. Yes. And honestly, I, I've been so lucky. I mean, knock on wood, I might mm-hmm. have a disaster tomorrow. I hope I don't. But I've been so lucky. Like I've worked with so many great people and all, yeah. most of the hosts have been amazing. So I, I can't really complain. It's always yeah. little things that irk me. But. Since your initial surge with with COVID, have most of your clients since been referral base yes yeah and honestly i i prefer it i love instagram i love when people reach out to me via instagram but it's so rewarding and reassuring when someone's like i met you you were so great and i can't wait to have you like at my party yeah so i love i love the referrals and like i said i've been so lucky to work with so many great people that i'm like okay they also know great people so it just kind of keeps the cycle going yeah outside of these events do you ever do anything like a cocktail making class or alcohol one on one on one, you know, like mm-hmm. what to pair things with. Have you ever done anything like that? So I haven't yet, but there are some things coming up in the fall that, you know, we're trying to do some sort of, you know, mixology, food pairing. So stay tuned for that to come. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, we're on the same wavelength. Yes. I was like, I could use that. Yeah. Which brings me to my little tips and tricks. I would love to take some of your expert knowledge and ask you a couple different questions. Mm-hmm. Being that we are in our 30s, soon approaching your 30s, we're not doing the vodka sodas anymore, which you already referenced. Mm-hmm. What for someone who maybe is a picky drinker, mm-hmm. what is an easy way to elevate a simple cocktail? And are you asking for someone who's drinking it or making it? Ooh. I was thinking, say I'm having my girlfriends over and I just wanted it to be like a little something special. So maybe like I'm hosting. So I guess I'm making it. Mm-hmm. But then I now I want to know what it is when I'm drinking it too. I guess it's pretty similar enough, like whether you're drinking or you're making yeah. it. Yeah. But- So you're having your girlfriends over and you want to elevate something. My first tip is think of like a fun garnish. Mm. Like, you know, there's edible flowers that look super cute. Um, You can dehydrate fruit in like your air fryer and it looks super chic. Yeah. So think of like a fun garnish, a fun rim. I think that instantly elevates elevates the look of a drink. Um, Also to take something that's simple enough, like a vodka soda and think of like, things you can add to it. Like, can I do like a rosemary simple syrup or, you know, like these, you know, add like these simple little flavors that you can add that instantly make it chic. How do you make a simple syrup? You literally do equal parts sugar, water, boil it. And then you just put like some dry rosemary. You do dry rosemary while it's boiling, let it boil for a little bit. And then you have a simple syrup. That is such and you can do that with anything. Sneaky little trick. You can do that with, you know, fresh lavender and put that right. in a vodka lemonade. And Whatever you have- flavor you like. Mm-hmm. But it's not reinventing the wheel. You don't need to come up with some crazy kooky cocktail that no one's ever heard of and you don't even know if it's going to be good. You just take what you know and kick it up a notch. And I don't recommend reinventing the wheel because like <laughs> what what's good is good. It's timeless, like for a reason. It's classic. It's kind of like a lot like food. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes you see this drink and it has like 10 ingredients in it. You have to buy all this stuff that you're never going to use ever again. So, it's so true. So, and it's kind of like wasteful. So try to find little ways to elevate 
what you know is classic and good and also what you like. What is your favorite cocktail? Oh, it's a Manhattan, a Maker's Mark Manhattan. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay, I am not a huge fan of brown liquor. Mm -hmm. I've tried it. I don't know if it's because it makes me think of like my like Italian family drinking brandy when I was little, just like anything that's darker or colored. I'm kind of like, mm, that's, I don't know, I'm not into it. Is that an option you would recommend to ease into it? Or are you kind of a fan of, if you don't like it, stick to what you like? So I think if you don't like it, stick to what you like. Okay. Like I want so badly to love dirty martinis. I want so badly to like don't. them. And I can't, I try them all the what time. What don't you like about it? I just don't like olives. Oh, well, yeah, that's a problem. And, but I want so badly to like dirty martinis. <laughs> I think it's just like such a great drink order. You go to, you sit down, a nice dinner. It is. There's yes. something very, you know, sex in the city about Absolutely. it. so it's cosmopolitan. Just, yes, like, yeah. yes. I, that's my go-to, but I can only have one. I have to cut myself yeah. off. I, I turn into, uh, like, they call me Stacy when I've had oh. too much to drink. And one dirty martini will do it for me. Sets you right over the edge. Sets you right over. But I always am, like, filthy, extra, extra dirty. Yes. And it's so uncomfortable when I order it. But that's just how I like that's it. That's exactly, like, how I would want it. And I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> when I drink it. And then you just hate it even more because yeah. it's just more and more I'm olive. forcing myself to drink it. <laughs> when it comes to the espresso martini... Mm -hmm. Are you a creamy or a dreamy girl? Dreamy. I hate Bailey's. That's actually one of the few alcohols I won't drink. Really? Yep. The smell of it, everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is, for people at home, what's the main difference? Because I don't know if many people hear it that way. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people just associate the Bailey's version with an espresso martini. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you're thinking creamy, you're like, you're just adding extra Bailey's or sometimes like even cream. Restaurants will put cream in they it. Put cream in Sometimes it. Sometimes to make it like extra. Ooh, yeah. I kind of wish I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So for me, just give me like the vodka and the coffee, and I'm good yeah. to go. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. Some people don't drink coffee, and it's you know an acquired taste. Mm -hmm. So I think the creaminess kind of helps diffuse some of the bitter mm -hmm. taste of the coffee. I'll take either. Yeah. I mean, I will take either. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be picky when it comes mm -hmm. to an espresso martini. But that's a great point that you made. Like if you don't have that acquired taste, kind of like what you were saying about the dark liquors, take mm -hmm. something that you like and mix it with it or find a cocktail that takes a brown liquor that you wouldn't typically drink, but you know you typically drink maybe a specific juice as a mixer mm -hmm. and try to find a cocktail to kind of ease you into it. What is... I think of like whiskey and coke what is what do people drink with bourbon so bourbon a lot of times you get the manhattan but i know okay um, i make a cocktail that's with you know bourbon grapefruit juice a little bit of honey syrup so it's slightly sweeter yeah so i could get down on yeah that. don't conform to these drink norms you know? <laughs> I gotta, keep, I gotta <laughs> get myself out of this box. Yeah, you know, like you're you're putting whiskey in a box. Like there's so many things yeah. out there. I imagine when you were really behind the scenes in the thick of it, bartending, you would get the surprise me, make me whatever you want, or I don't like sweet, but I like sour, whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that frustrating for you as a bartender? At first, it was frustrating because you're like, okay, I don't want to give you something you don't like because clearly mm -hmm. that person doesn't really know what they like. Right. You know, so I don't want to give them a drink that they're not going to enjoy. Now I've kind of established what like my go-to drink is when people ask me that, which is a French martini. Those are delicious. Yeah. So whenever, typically, 
I will. I don't want to like stereotype, but typically when someone says, "Can you make me something?" I don't know what I want. It's usually a female. <laughs> so it is, and so the French martini is always a hit. So that's like my go-to yeah. for that because it's not too sweet. It has a little bit of the pineapple that makes it yeah kind of tasty, bubbly. It's not overpowering or mm-hmm. overwhelming. It's it's kind of just enough, just enough, yeah, just right. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I have a lot of girlfriends who always I hate sweet if it has just the teeniest bit of simple syrup they won't drink it Mm -hmm. what would be your go-to recommendation for somebody who hates sweet things so I'd say kind of go with the dark liquors then the dark or like go for a good alcohol that you like on the rocks okay because you know if you know if you don't like a touch of sweet you don't like a touch of simple that's going to like really limit in terms of like cocktails because most cocktails have some sort of sweetness incorporated into it. Mm -hmm. So just find what you like, maybe just drink it on the rocks or replace it with a lemon or a lime juice because it has a tartness as well. We were chatting a little bit before we started recording Mm -hmm. and you, I, I feel like it needs to be said on the show because you brought up lemon or lime. We've been talking about garnishes. <laughs> and so I was asking, I was told a very long time ago that you are supposed to chase your tequila with an orange and not a lime. And you reassured me that that is correct. But will you explain to the people why? So I definitely think you should chase your tequila with an orange. One, it's juicier, it tastes better. Like it's like a little sip of orange juice after you have your tequila <laughs> shot, delish. Um, and sometimes that was my favorite thing that you said, <laughs> but it's so true. It's so true. I feel like the bitterness of the lime makes the tequila burn more where the orange just kind of mellows it all out for you. Yeah. And when I bite into a lime, I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm getting heartburn right now. Yes. A hundred percent. Like wicked Ajna right away. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my little queen dad over there. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's a little hidden secret. People don't know that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's another way to kind of like elevate something. If you're hosting, offering a different garnish mm-hmm. that maybe is more traditional or that they might like better. And it just kind of shows that, you know, your stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the the at the bar, there's the little yeah. caddy, the caddy. Yes. You have the fruit. They didn't, you asked for two limes, they gave you one. And most people will just help themselves stick their hands in it and pull one right out and get themselves a third just for the heck of it. Mm -hmm. So you have a very strong opinion on those garnishes, those fruits. Yes, if I go to a busy bar, a packed bar, and I see that their fruit is just kind of like out there and people are ordering their drinks, like leaning over it, talking over it, can reach their hand into it. I'm like, no, I'll take no fruit or I'll order a drink that doesn't really like require Require it. Yeah, that because it can so get pretty nasty. Smart. And they always have the cover, but they never put it on because they're, they're so moving busy. so fast. Yeah. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Every time you close it, then you're going to have to open it again. So mm-hmm. although there are sort of precautions that can be made, mm-hmm. very infrequently does it actually happen. Yeah, and it's in no way to bar bash. But it's no, like, no, no. It's just like, no. it's just like, Matter of fact, like it sits out there and people yeah. are. And I'm not even, bar- yeah. I'm not bashing the bartenders. I'm yeah. bashing the dirty, filthy customers. That's like their fa- the hands in it. Yeah. Like, savages. No, it's their fault. Like, why don't you the stick your finger in my drink? The bartenders' hands are clean. They're, 
they wash their hands before they yes. started their shift and they've just been <laughs> making you your drinks. It's this little pipsqueak mm-hmm. frat boy that didn't wash his hands after in the bathroom and then comes out and grabs yeah. himself an extra lime. Or like, you do you really need 12 limes in your tequila soda? Like, you, right. I don't think you like tequila soda, babe. <laughs> Yeah, try something else, huh? <laughs> Get a margarita because you like the live. <laughs> okay. Do you have a strong feeling on whether or not it's taboo to serve certain drinks in certain glasses? So I guess if I were to get served a drink, like if I get served a glass of wine in a stemless wine glass, like at a restaurant, I'm not going to say it's taboo, but I'm kind of like, eh. Really? Yeah, like I'm gonna drink it, but I'm right, kind of like, of course. yeah, but I'm kind of like, oh, I wish this had a stem. Same thing with the martini. I'm like, I wish I had a stem. Oh, I don't get the stemless martini glasses very often. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm I'm almost an advocate. I just feel like we're eliminating the the risk for spills. Yes, and at home, like when I'm like laying on my couch, yeah, like in my jammies, it's definitely stemless. Mm-hmm. I will admit to that. But when I'm out to eat, and I'm like, okay, but like. Again, to kind of be like a little bougie, but like, you know, you have the temperature of your hands. It's warming up your drink. It's, I like the stem. Okay. That's mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah. To give people a little quick rundown. Mm-hmm. Obviously we know the martini, the margarita, the wine glasses, the champagne glasses. It's the rocks and the tall glasses and this and that. What are the more like day-to-day glasses that people not might be aware of and where what kind of drinks are they supposed to be serving so you have um excuse me you have your rocks which like your short glass which typically is like one liquor on the rocks or like an alcohol neat okay so that's like your your rocks glass yeah you have your highball which is typically like we get you know one liquor and a mixer in so if you did you know vodka soda jack and coke something with like lots of ice and then one mixer in um your highball and then you have your pint which beer goes in okay and then uh, a lot of times i think the most often is a coupe so you're yes. seeing more of that. Like now you're seeing a lot of espresso martinis and coupes. Yes. I Why love, is that? I think just it looks really nice. Okay. And actually when you make espresso martinis and you pour it into a coupe, it pours better. Like yeah. I found like the- You get that extra like little foam it because does. it doesn't have to disperse out so much. Yes. It keeps it contained. Mm-hmm. And I also love getting champagne or Prosecco in a coupe. I feel like it's so great Gatsby. I was just going to say, call me Daisy. Yeah. Slap my ass and call me Daisy. <laughs> You know, yeah. Put give me a coup. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And what about different types of ice? The spheres and the big cubes. Mm. What the pebble ice? Is there any benefit to it, or is it all just something kind of people do to make it feel a little special? A lot of times, it's preference. Like people say, like they like little ice better than whatever ice. I don't. Know. But I think the only time it actually makes a difference is if you're having like a nicer whiskey. You know, and you're having it, you know, you just want one big block of ice because mm-hmm. then it's not being diluted as much by the smaller pieces. Okay. It melts slower. Slow, which is why a lot of times people like the crushed ice because it doesn't melt as fast. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. I would think that crushed ice would You would think so, fast. but I feel like it kind of like, I don't know, kind of contains itself a little bit better. Interesting. Yeah. But really when it comes to ice, what's right, what's wrong has to do with how the ice melts and how it dilutes the drink. Okay. And straws or no straws? I do straw. Always do a straw. I always do a straw. Okay. I I mean, we can do a paper straw if people want to, but I have a very strong 
I don't know what the word is. I'm just getting I'm, my towards throat, paper straws. My throat's closing yeah, just thinking gross. about it. Yeah. I have like a fear of paper straws, just like wooden popsicle really? sticks. You have a fear of them. The, the things that it does to my do brain they hurt and my you? body, and yeah, <laughs> some somewhere along the way they did. They definitely did. Curious, all your years of experience, is there a surefire way to cure a hangover? I'm not gonna say it's surefire, but it's pretty damn good. Okay, it's I'll take Michael it. uh, McDonald's Diet Coke. <laughs> Go to McDonald's drive-through, get yourself a massive Diet Coke, and you'll instantly feel better. There is just <laughs> something about a McDonald's fountain soda that hits like none like other. Like you wouldn't believe. Like you wouldn't believe. And I wouldn't say it's that a long-lasting so cure. It's like you immediately feel better and I'm not going to say it has lasting benefits, but initially you will feel better for a little bit. And honestly, you just need that. Even if it's only for five minutes, you need to know there's some hope Mm -hmm. for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That cracks me up. (laughs) And I know it's coming soon, so we won't get too into it, but a little teaser for the crowd. Do you have a favorite type of pairing? Say I am hiring you for an event and I'm sure about what alcohol I want, Mm. but then I'm going to kind of plan the menu around what I want at the bar. Do you ever make recommendations on either appetizers or meals? Uh, I know you hear a lot with like the red wine is red meats and things like that, but something maybe people don't think of very often. Wine aside, because wine is so niche in terms of its pairing and its flavoring, but I say salty food typically always pairs better with cocktails. So you're thinking mm-hmm. something like like a like charcuterie where you're getting like, you know, saltier meats and you're getting maybe yeah. nuts and saltier cheeses. So that always pairs super great. And then I think also think of the cuisine. Like if you're doing a margarita, maybe you go towards like a more Mexican style um, cuisine right. or Mexican inspired menu. Keeping it all cohesive. Again, with the whole aesthetic, the whole of vibe, like what you want for the whole entire vision of the right. event. You want them to walk into a full experience. Absolutely. And have everything kind of just blend seamlessly okay wait i have one more question about glasses that i just thought of that yeah. i really need to know mm-hmm. like a guinness versus a stella pouring a draft beer mm. why do those glasses matter do you know so the the beer makers tell you makes a difference and usually it does if you're okay. if you drink it often because the way the beer flows into the glass specifically like with guinness mm-hmm. and beyond guinness just the cup it's how you pour it Yes. Um, I think also, too, it's a major branding moment for them. Yeah, I feel like that's what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. not that I don't respect the game. Yeah. Of course I do. But is it really beneficial to the how smooth it's going to be or the taste? Or is it just a cute little thing to kind of add to your drinking experience? I think if in your mind you think a Guinness <laughs> tastes better out of a Guinness glass, it's going to. Yeah, but You I know agree. what I mean? Like if you tell right. yourself that, but if you're like, no, my Stella is a Stella is a Stella. Yeah. And Are you big on pouring bottle beer into a glass for the heck of it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think especially now, like, I don't want to hand someone just like a beer. Like I want to give them something a little bit nicer. I think it has to do also too, like with our age too. You don't want to be walking around with just a Bud Light oh, in your hand. Yeah. Wouldn't be caught dead. Yeah. Wouldn't be caught dead. <laughs> Okay, any maybe frequently asked questions that I that I did not get to that you're like, I know everyone's gonna wanna hear this answer. Mm-hmm. Anything that you get often that I didn't harass you with? No, I feel like we covered so much, but I just wanna reiterate, like, 
when you hire sips with Liv, like don't worry about a thing. Yeah, she's just, like, no questions. Just, just bring the alcohol and I bring everything else, including the party if you want. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and you can make recommendations to them now that you've been doing this for a while, you know, talking about the crazy lady who came behind and she's making, <laughs> talking to the DJ. Like mm-hmm. if they needed an additional service on top of yours, you might have a go-to that mm-hmm. you could for sure, offer yeah. a contact And people ask for. a lot. And I mean, I provide the contact information, whether or not they go with them, obviously I have no yeah. control over. Um, but I think it's important to have those partnerships, especially we work so closely with catering companies. Um, it's really important to have good contacts and to know yeah. other people and to work together as much as we can. Yeah. And going back to what we talked about almost the very beginning of this episode, tipping your bartenders. Mm-hmm. I want to make it clear for people because there are some things in life where I think we're kind of like, do I, don't I? Oh, it's a service. Did I already pay for it? In something like this, this is your time to say it. Is your gratuity included or are tips appreciated? Gratuity is not included and tips are always appreciated. Okay. You hear that? So if you listen to this and you call her and she comes to you, if I ever hear you didn't tip her, you will be blocked from the podcast. (laughs) Okay. Final thoughts. I want to ask you just heading into your thirties, being as successful as you are, having multiple careers, having been doing this for so long. What is one thing that you wish other women knew earlier when it comes to going after a passion, starting a business, creating something of their own? I think it's important to remember that you're not going to know how to do everything and you need to be uncomfortable with learning as you go and saying, okay, I need, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out Yeah, and still going for it anyways, even though it's scary that you don't know. And then also to like staying honest to yourself while doing so. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's the most important. <laughs> All right. So on Instagram, it is at sips with live. Your website is sipswithlive.com. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Anywhere else they can find you. No, that's like, please find me. Perfect. We'll make it nice and easy for Find me on IG. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Congratulations. All your success. I appreciate you being here. And thank you guys. I will see you in next week. Seven days. (laughs) Bye-bye.